Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where we're going to dive into all of Shane's alpha virtues. So buckle up. It's going to be a cringy one today. Yeah, baby. Shane, man, what prompted you to go over these alpha virtues? What, what clicked in your mind to be like, I need to set this in stone for myself? It was a bit of an epiphany. Tell me about it. Everyone needs some kind of discipline in their life. Some guardrails. Imagine you're playing bowling. You don't want to end up in a gutter. So you put up these guardrails so you're on the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? It's almost like a parachute for yourself. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good analogy already. We haven't even started. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Let's get right into it. Put up the gutters for yourself. Set yourself on a good path. Yeah. Strike yeah. out in life, you know? Yeah. But like a bowling strike, not like a baseball strike. Different, different, you know, different exactly. concept. Because that's the thing, right? Like we're kind of dropped on this planet and we're not given a rule book on how to live or what to do when we're here, right? So it's like... You're right. I didn't ask to be here, but here I am. Yeah. Thanks, mom and dad. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So selfish of them. (laughs) So um, I think it's good to learn from others on what guided their life to a place where you want to be. And that destination could be anywhere, you know? Let's say you want to be in a shitty spot in life. Well, just follow the, the rules that people followed when they ended up on the downhill. Yeah. And you could end up there too. Or conversely, it's like, okay, I want to be someone who has virtue and honor and wisdom and courage and all this. It's like, okay, we well, follow the people who show that up in their life. And <laughs> what rules do they follow? But before we get into that, is there any rules that you follow in your life? Any virtues, anything you hold value to that guides your decisions? Okay. I, got, I, got, I actually got one right off the bat. So if I'm having a problem in life and I, I, have, I have to think, like really think to myself, is this a problem that I can change? Is this something I can realistically, realistically change? If that answer is no, say it's like an irrational thought, you know, it's yeah. something that's just kind of dragging you down. Mm-hmm. If it's something that I can't change, there's no sense worrying about it and it has no power over me. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I can change, then I'll start working towards it one step at a time and go for that change. Mm-hmm. So it's like anytime I'm faced with a problem in life, it's a simple two-step question whether I give it any effort. Mm-hmm. Is this problem changeable? Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. I start changing it. Is this problem changeable? No. That's it. It's gone. It's, it's out of my mind. That's it. That's the end of it. It's, it's nice to think that way. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Okay. I read the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, the Navy SEAL commander. Mm-hmm. And he, just like the title implies, takes ownership for absolutely everything his team does. So even though it's someone's fault that they That violates the Geneva Convention. Does it? Yeah, that's group punishment that violates the Geneva Convention. Group punishment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've obviously picked the argument the wrong person. I'm, here. I'm playing devil's advocate to the devil's advocate. <laughs> devil's advocate to the devil. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Okay, so he, if let's say someone like three rungs below him messes up, instead of just pointing the finger and be like, oh man, well, he didn't do his job right, he takes ownership for that. And he says, well, if I trained a guy above him to do it better, then we wouldn't have had that problem. Or maybe the guy above him wasn't the right guy for the job and I looked over that. So that's my bad. So that's like the extreme ownership side of things. You know yeah. what I mean? Where instead of being like, oh, I'm just going to point the finger because it was out of my control, something I couldn't change. It's like, what could I do in the future that would stop that from happening? Right. So you have to be able to draw the line. Yeah. 
you're right. I do see that side, but at the same mm-hmm. time, that could lead to a lot of unnecessary weight in your mind. Mm-hmm. If you think that everything can be attributed to something of your fault, that's kind of a real negative way to yeah. look at. Like if problems. you look at like COVID nineteen, like oh, it's all my fault. Like what could I do? I've done differently. It's yeah. like, well, this is a little bit bigger than you, boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that guy who had that bat soup. You know, if you really treat you know, patient zero, <laughs> if that guy soup. knew, I'm if, sure he yeah, learned his lesson. Like if patient zero knew about this, he probably he's probably not being like, oh my god, this is all my fault. Like no, there's like yeah. so many other reasons why I got to this point and mm-hmm. only really one of them is your fault is that you contracted it and you gave it to one other person that is your fault mm-hmm. but when it falls down the line yeah where do you cut it off from yourself you know what i also listen to i listen to one of tony robbins podcasts did you actually yeah creating unstoppable confidence oh my gosh was that like a 20 30 minute one that he dropped on spotify yeah i think it was like 50 48 minutes oh it was one of the longer ones yeah it was the one newer the- one I think so. It's just, I just, I just like put his name into Spotify and I was like, okay, okay, unstoppable. Okay. I'll listen to that one. I was never really a guy that like struggled that much with like self-confidence. Like obviously everyone did in high school because it's such a weird scenario for everyone. Mm -hmm. But like outside of it, then it was just like, (laughs) it never seemed to be a problem for me. But even still listening to this podcast, he still put down some really good points. Wow. And definitely the main one that I would go by is that it's not something that, like I'll have people like say to like me or you, Shane, I've heard people say it to you too. It's like, like, how are you so self-confident? Like, I don't know how you do that. Hmm. It's like, you don't just have it or it's, you don't just do it. You yeah. create it. Mm-hmm. You create it for yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, you gotta be strong in the mind, you know? So how did Tony Robbins do it? What was his advice for creating unshakable confidence? It was just like almost to, it sounds really literal to say it. But if, when you have those rational thoughts, you just need to you just need to straight up shut them out and just do it. Because the more time you give yourself to think about it, you're trying to create a situation where you're right to be wrong about it rather than just trying. Mm. Because you could you could like if you're faced with a problem and you don't want to, you know, you're scared, you know, you're trying to create the danger in your mind. You're trying to create the reasoning why you don't want to do this mm-hmm. instead of just doing it. Yeah, it's like. Uh, action cures all fear. Exactly. Wow. And it's huge too. Like imagine getting into a cold shower and you're sitting there like, oh, it's coming. And then like the fear is building. Oh, I haven't yeah. done it yet. So it must be really bad. And then yeah. it's like the fear just gets bigger. It's like, well, just action. 0.5 seconds later. Oh, okay. It's just water. Yeah. Just water. Fear is a powerful thing, but you got to learn how to set it aside sometimes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like where the podcast is going so far, man. I had an epiphany recently. This yeah, is see, a, we were talking about your epiphany. This was yesterday. It had to do with what I want to be in life. Like, momento mori when I'm old and on my deathbed and I'm looking at my grandchildren. They're looking at me and it's like, hmm, what has Shane done with his life? Like, I can look at my great-grandparents and I'm like, oh, fuck, they were in a war. Like, they either in a munitions factory, they're climbing through, like, the fields and getting shot at and all that. Like, that's badass like they stood up for their country to protect the homeland the old country yeah like that's so fucking cool i love that idea there's something that there's something that their names lived up to yeah it's like virtuous and honorable and brave and courageous it's everything that you should look up to as a human being right and so i want my grandkids to look up to me and be like wow shane found a cause that was worthy of fighting for and he fought tooth and nail to make a change all all of your grandchildren showed up to the hospital on their multi-thousand dollar Norco bikes. <laughs> that was a change I made. I just got everyone in the community baller bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean though, right? It's like, yeah, I know, what can I, know I do what you mean. that's 
that's bigger than both of us that would actually make a big impact. And it's not like a rebel without a cause where I'm fighting for something which isn't necessarily worth fighting for, but like I actually thought about it and be like, okay, this is what I'm up against. If I work really hard, this is the change I can make in the world. Yeah. That will make, that will leave the world better than I found it. You it's know definitely I mean? a nice feeling to be part of something that's bigger than yeah. yourself. And I think that goes back to confidence too. Like when someone looks at you, it's like, damn, like this guy has, is on a path. Yeah. He's on a war path. He's doing something greater than both of us right now. Like, exactly. This is fucking crazy. And I think that that's what brings you confidence versus some, someone who's just kind of um, meandering around, doesn't know what to do with their life. It's like that you can see him. It almost looks like a zombie. It's like, yeah. what is this guy doing? You just, know what I mean? Just full NPC energy. Yeah. The guy's just NPC a non-playable energy. character just going through life as, you know, yeah. as one does. Yeah. So that was my first epiphany. It's what do I want to do? My second one, which hit me today, and if anyone wants to have an epiphany, I'm going to stop this right now and say, if anyone wants to have an epiphany, there's a very simple way to do it. <laughs> Follow these instructions. Do some cardio, light cardio. Turn it into hard cardio. So bring like your 30-minute walk into like a 10-minute sprint. Go have a freezing cold shower. Get out. Close your eyes and just focus on your breath. Like it's literally like an acid trip. Like your eye, you're going to start seeing like fractals and all this stuff in your eyes. And then you're just going to start to think so clearly. It's unexplainable. It's like the closest thing to, to like drugs you can do while completely sober. Believe you me, like if you want to like trip out and have these big existential thoughts, cardio, cold shower, and deep breathing. Trust. I and just that, like to sit out in the cold in a yeah. full moon. That's like, that's when I have like my meditation time. Yeah. I sent you that Snapchat on the Stevens Flex Zone Snapchat group. Yeah, that was badass. But it's like that, that everyone everyone has their everyone has their situation where they can get into those deep existential thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong in, in how to do it, but mm -hmm. everyone's is different. Mine doesn't involve cardio, it involves sitting down. Yeah. Big oh, surprise. But for sure. No, I understand. And I think it's a way of mental training too, because the cold, like inherently you want to get out of the cold. Mm -hmm. So when you're fighting the urge to get out of the cold, it's like you're looking at a dog and telling it like sit you know what i mean and you then know what you, the weird thing about that is though what's that is that i don't want to be like oh i'm the wim hof guy is that i'm not fighting to get out of the cold is that i am accepting it and dismissing it out of my mind yeah it's not an issue yeah you can sit there long enough like if it's like super windy that's different that's i'm pushing my body's limit i can't yeah. do it but if there's like no wind i can sit in like minus 30 which I've, I've, cause I've literally done this. I've sat in like minus 30 shorts and a t-shirt, no socks or anything. Just like sitting out back on the patio, Damn. sitting there. And I'm just like regulating my own body temperature. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, when you hop into a hot tub and then immediately jump into the pool Yeah. and it's freezing, Yeah. but you don't care. It's not bothering you. Yeah. You can feel that it's cold, but you're not letting it affect mm -hmm. you. Absolutely true, really. And it's the, what you attribute to that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you attribute cold to bad, then you're going to start shivering. You're going to start freaking out. But if yeah. you attribute cold to good, like for me, I've been taking cold showers for about two years now. As soon as I get in the shower, I tell myself in my mind, this is what's going to heal you. Yeah. So if I like coming out of an arm day or a leg day and my legs are like quivering or my arms are like just like barely any energy and that, I, that cold hits me, instead of freaking out, I just tell myself, this is what's going to heal you. It's like a healing energy, right? Yeah. And I associate that feeling of cold with good this yeah. is good this is healing me and in a, i would love it i'm getting as much as i can of it right yeah but people are looking at me like shane you psychopath like you're having a great time in this like ice like plunge i'm like yeah like it's healing me. this is the best thing ever this is what i need right now 
the type of point it can put your mind into is great. Like yeah. that is like when I have some of the best work. There's two times when I have the best workouts and that's one when I'm angry and mm. two when I immediately start right after a cold shower. Mm. All because because wow. I'll, I'll like switch it to cold. Like I don't have a full cold shower. I have my normal shower and I switch it to cold mm. and then I just like I sit there like I essentially freeze my body out. Yep. And it just puts me in like such this like confident state after because it's not even like the cold that I like. It's that when you turn, it's that when you shut the shower off after of cold water Mm -hmm. and you're feeling your body shed all of that pain. Yeah. You feel it like literally just wash over you Yeah, and it's done. And it's like such a refreshing feeling because it's like when I do that, I think of this is like, this is my pain washing away from me. Mm -hmm. Like it's gone. It's just went right down the drain. It's awesome. Yeah. You literally visualize it. So speaking of that, speaking of pain and speaking of cold showers, I learned something today that's going to go against everything I just said. So I'm about to just (laughs) shit on myself for a second here. So there was research that came out that cold actually has nothing to do with recovery from injured muscles. So like icing stuff. Yeah. There's literally no evidence that says that's good. And there's actually evidence that says that's bad because when a cell or a muscle is injured, your body has to send little like repair cells in there to flush out whatever bad cell has been damaged and replace it with good cells and uh, good good new hydrogen, new oxygen, new uh, blood in that area if it's been damaged, right? But if so, you're freezing the area, you're effectively slowing this process down. Yeah, exactly. And you're just nullifying it. Now, there's a placebo effect where it's like, okay, you're hurt. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. Ice it because it's like you're numbing the area. But what that does is it creates like a sludge. Like a, it's not very viscous. Think of the opposite of, or maybe it is viscous. Like it's not moving very well. Yes, Think of that it like is honey. viscous. Yes. Yeah. So imagine you're, you're very like fluid blood turns to like honey and it can't really move things through it, right? So all of a sudden, all those muscle byproducts that are damaged, they can't move in or out of the muscle. Yeah. So that's why I've actually changed my cold shower routine literally today after I learned <laughs> this, which is funny that we're talking about it now, where I take a, a freezing cold shower as soon as I get in and I get in there, get my entire body submerged in cold to the point where I'm like okay with it because then it's like the pain's over. I could be here all day. Yeah. And then I turn it like pretty much as hot as I can go, uh, have my regular shower and then I still turn it to cold, but only to like wash my my hair and my face and that's it. But I'm not going to get cold all over my muscles because those need repairing. I want those to stay hot, right? Yeah. So that's what I do, like just to get like the oils and all the, the shampoo and conditioner and all that out of my hair. Like it's good to put cold on there and to close my pores. I put cold on my face. But other than that, uh, to keep my muscles and my body warm from the hot middle part. So it's like an Oreo sandwich. It goes cold, <laughs> hot, and then like a little bit of cold at the end, but only on certain parts. So that's actually like the prime way, as I'm aware right now, to have a cold shower. The Tune in time. next time for when we completely contradict ourselves yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I love how I say something and like the next sentence is contradicting myself. <laughs> every, every, everybody's different, you know, everybody's, yeah. everybody's different. Yeah, and if you don't work out and you don't really care about like healing your muscles or anything like that, then go have a full cold shower. Yeah, yeah, I've been absolutely destroying myself. Yeah. Like these I am so glad that this push up thing is almost over because the amount of pain I'm in is actually getting like I'd say I have a really high pain tolerance. Like mm-hmm. it just does it doesn't bother me. But mm-hmm. there's times where like I'm like just like having a stretch for like no reason and my full chest just goes into spasm. I'm like, this wow. is not good. This wow. is not something that normally happens to me. You wanna hear a way I found out how to regulate pain? And they, there's very strong like studies coming out of Harvard Medical School that show that there's a way to visualize the pain. 
visualize someone you are infatuated with. So let's say there's a Can ting. Can you define infatuated with? Like there's a ting that you like. Okay, you know okay, what I okay. mean? Like think of Rocky when he's down on the ground and he can't get up and he's like, Adrian! And then he sees her in his eyes and he just gets this extra strength, like this adrenaline that just goes through his body and he can't feel any pain. Yeah. They actually studied this and they found out it's true. If you visualize or you think of someone that you really like and you're in the early stages of dating, especially, you will literally feel a lot less pain, which is cool. Like I was, I tried this on the cycle today. I was on a trainer. I was going, going, going. I'm like, I'm going to try this. And I just like go in my headspace and think about it. And next thing you know, I'm like, I can't even feel my legs. It's crazy. Versus me just going through the ringer two seconds before. It works, man. It's crazy. I got to try that. I got to try that. Just think of me. <laughs> not not my not my first thought, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you really got me going. <laughs> Listen, I like you and all, Shane, but you know, <laughs> if I were to pick somebody that I was infatuated li- yeah. with, there would be someone that would uh, definitely hit that list for you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be thinking about you when I'm doing my push-ups tonight. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of that, and speaking of me being cocky on purpose, it's. Also, something I've realized recently is the death of ego is so important. And I don't mean like just be this like soulless, like ghost, but I'm talking about when someone like puffs you up, like, oh man, like, and it's like, bro, I'm so bad at taking compliments now because I, before I was like, oh, you think that's good? Check this out. And I found like six (laughs) other things I'm good at, right? But now it's like. I'm trying to be very humble because you see what happens to people when their ego gets out of control. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm an egomaniac, but uh, my, my ego has definitely been being inflated recently Mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to let it go to my head, Mm -hmm. but it looks like it comes off. Like I can't take a compliment. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not good at taking compliments. I don't think anybody is that good at taking compliments. It's normally just like a thanks. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So what would you say is like the best way to take a compliment in general? I think just like a simple, so so let, let's play the hypothetical. Just give me a compliment, Shane. Hey, Steven. What's I up? really like what you did with the podcast. I think it's going places. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that you think that. I'm glad that you shared that with me. But okay. I wouldn't be like, you think that's great. Check out all these other episodes. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, maybe exactly. actually, maybe I would do that. But So I, I think I might have read this somewhere, but like to return a compliment with a compliment that's like of equal value to the other person. You that know is I mean? usually the path that I will end up taking. So not to like fucking suck my own dick here, but if, if I say like, <laughs> I'm editing that out. <laughs> but, but if I say, um, Hey Steven, like the podcast is like really good. It's really going places. And you were to say, for example, to return it with the same kind of valence to say like, Oh yeah, Shane, like honestly, you really make it a good time or something like that. Like then it's like you're paying a compliment back. Yeah. And you're if you're like, yo, the podcast is doing great. And I was like, yeah, man, you're doing a real good job editing. Like with the music stuff you're adding, I think it's yeah. adding a pretty nice turn. Exactly. And so when that person pays a compliment it, and you get a compliment back, it like creates the positive feedback loop where it's like just a positive yeah. vibe. You know, it's yeah. not like a cocky thing or like a, an ego thing at the end of the day where it's like, oh, the person's going to be more compliments because I gave them a compliment in return when I got a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Which if anyone's still following. It just, it just following. creates a feedback loop of us <laughs> sucking each other off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she that out. so um so yeah that's uh, where the ego's going death definitely let your ego die don't let it i mean like having an ego is good for Mm self-confidence but like you gotta 
That's got to be like inward towards yourself. Yeah. Oh don't my be gosh. Ego, don't be an egomaniac to out like outboard. Yeah. I see some people, man, and it's so funny because I feel like the whole point of their ego gets them the opposite of what they're going for. Exactly. It's so funny. Like, and I didn't even realize this till the other day, but like some people are really like puffing themselves up like, oh, I did this and I did that. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Can you just be humble? And like, I like you so much more. Like, you have no idea. So I don't know. I feel like anyone who's trying to like puff themselves up and give themselves this big pat on the back, it just like... I'm so annoying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the opposite of what they're going for. Yeah. And it's funny because people still do it. Like they don't realize that they've been like just annoying other people for like X amount of years. You yeah. Know like I'll mean? be, I'll be an egomaniac to myself, mm-hmm. but like not like outboard. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like, I know the contradictory part of this is that we have a flex zone Snapchat group yeah. where we just boast <laughs> to each other. But like, if you take that out of the mix, so it's like, yeah. so if I'm working out and I have like a pump, I'm like, basically checking myself out and be like, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that looks really nice. And I'll be like, oh, look at when I do this. And I'm just like, lift, yeah. like just literally inflating my own tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would never do that to you. Like yeah, I yeah. wouldn't do that if, if you replace the mirror with another person, mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Yeah. It's good to be, it's good to have that ego to me because it, it's, it's motivation to push myself. Mm-hmm. It's motivation to see that gain, to see that, like that positive outlook. Mm-hmm. But if I was doing it to you, it's just malicious. Yeah. Well, yeah, think of... Because it's like I'm trying to put you down by saying that I'm better. You know, yeah. it's it, it comes off as me trying to put yourself below me. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong. Like, there's a competitive nature to that kind of thing. But think of it like what Superman is. You know what I mean? Like, this all-powerful being. Like, he could be a badass. He could literally destroy the world. He has the power to do it, hypothetically, in this yeah. comic book universe. But he doesn't. And that's what makes him so good. And it makes everyone look up to him. It's like, he has the power to fuck shit up. Yeah. But he doesn't. And he, but he does, doesn't brag about it either. And he uses you know? power for good. Exactly. Yeah. He's not like, everyone, look at me. You know what I mean? He doesn't just show up and be like, you know, some bozo robbing a store. And he shows up. He's like... Bro, like I'm literally Superman. What are you doing? Yeah, like, exactly. He just you know? does his job. He's humble about it. He gets out of there. And I think that's so important. It's like Being I learned. Being a good person, man. Being yeah. a good person. So not only going back to it, what I'm going to do with my life, but how I'm going to do it. And this is the epiphany that I had today. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone radiates energy. And you know how they measure a star's like distance, how they measure a star's temperature, a star's color how much gas it has like all the metrics of a star millions of light years away is they observe the energy coming from it yes so it's a reflection of energy so for example not just what you do but how you do it if i were to ask you a question it's like me giving energy to you Mm -hmm. and how you reflect that back at me describes your energy right did he take time to think about it did you reply with haste is he acting out of empathy or is he just acting selfishly? You know what I mean? Is he acting out of love or is he acting out of hate? Like these are all things that reflect the person you are. And I sat with that thought and I'm like, okay, if I'm in control of every, every situation, how I respond to that, Mm -hmm. who do I want to be? You know? And I just want to be that guy that like just radiates this accepting it's gonna sound like a fucking simp, but <laughs> but like really accepting, like empathetic, like someone that literally anyone can go up to and talk like about their life and me just like no judge zone, be like, yeah, man, I feel that. You know what I mean? And either just listen to them, give them like some feedback, and just someone that people can come up to and like just be real with. You know, 
I don't, I don't be that guy who's like puffed up or like just gives like a snark remark or like very unapproachable. I think I think you embody a large format of that already. Yeah. Like how many times have I come to you asking you like genuinely about about like human body anatomy or general questions about mm-hmm. like improving self health? You've never like tried to degrade me for asking the question. Mm-hmm. It's always like your straight conform answer with your opinion added on top of it, and then like uh you know like and ends with like a sprinkle of like like positive feedback to be mm-hmm. like yeah, you should try man like I think it'd be really good you know something like that. Yeah. What I've been trying to do is like take a pause you know I'm, I'm, I'm pretty witty right you know I'll always come mm-hmm. back with a quick joke I'm trying to like not do that as much because I'm just I'm just gonna come off as just this sarcastic like monotone yeah. it's cool psychopath. that you see that though eh most people will just look over it and yeah. again with their puffed up ego be like I'm the best why isn't the world bending over for me you know yeah, what I yeah, mean exactly but you're seeing like man how can I make the world better by changing myself yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to so like when somebody says something to me, instead of just like immediately just coming back, snarky remark, sarcastic comment or joke. Yeah. I'm trying to like actually like take a second yeah. and think about it to actually give the answer that I want to give instead of just giving an answer. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so huge, man. It makes it so you're like a real, like mature, actual human being instead of like this walking meme. You know, I know. what I mean? Where it's I like, know. ah, here it goes. <laughs> but it's like, I've, I've trained myself to just do this so quickly. Like, oh yeah. And with certain people, I'm the same way, man. Like before I even process what they say, I'm already saying like some like volatile shit back where it's like, exactly. Stop yourself, take a breath through your nose, preferably, and (laughs) just be like, okay, yeah, this is the answer that I'm going for. Because the thing is like, my grandmother said this, bless her soul. Think about how the other person's going to react before you even say the thing you're going to say. And it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of foresight, but that's what humans are great at. It's but, like, but the devil's advocate of that situation is, is that the argument behind that is that, so if I ask you a question and you have to stop and think about it, I could say, well, you're just structuring your answer to fit me. So that you're structuring yeah. your answer, you're stopping to think to structure your answer to consider my opinion of it. But that's but exactly like, what you want. That's why you're asking me the question is for I, me to consider your opinion. Exactly. Like, how is that a bad thing though? How is because that devil's it, advocate? Because it's like, oh, like why, like, why are you changing how you think for me? Yeah. You know, just be yourself. But it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to be this monotone, yeah. sarcastic douche. Yeah. I want, I want to be like yeah. you, <laughs> like fair, how you're trying to be. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. And I think it, it'll come naturally after you've practiced it for a while where you don't have to like stop and really think about changing your behavior in order to answer a question it'll come naturally like imagine mother Teresa. like you ask her a question she's instantly going to act out of love she's instantly going to act out of empathy yeah. right versus us who've like raised up and like being a little um just being a little like deprecating yeah, yeah yeah it's like a little sussy and then we have to think about okay is this actually something worth talking about is this yeah. actually something worth saying is it positive criticism or is it just a snarky remark obviously it's gonna take a little time right but yeah. that's the that's the nice thing about it is that we realize that we could be better people and that's what the alpha virtues are all about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to trying to take my time with it. Mm-hmm. It's the current thing that I'm working on. I pick one thing at a time and I start working on yeah. it. Yeah, that's really cool. Do you want to get into them? Into the alpha virtues? Hell yeah. Yeah, we had that paper sitting there. I keep glancing over to it. <laughs> so we already covered four on the last podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly, I'm not, I'm not going to try and drag it out for a long time, but I'm going to just tell you guys how I actually wrote it out. Um, and it's almost like a contract to myself. 
uh, at the beginning, I put, and it's cringe if you want, I don't give a fuck. At this time <laughs> in my life, Aisha and Varga have decided to adopt alpha behavior through a self of set scribed alpha virtues. These rules in life are dynamic and expected to change over time as I gain new knowledge. However, the fundamental principle stays the same. Make yourself the best to make the world better. Basically saying, Shane, <laughs> what <do> you know? <laughs> Over time, these rules are going to change. But as I see right now, these are the th 13 rules that will guide you. Make yourself the best to make the world better. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Jay's quote of if you never try, you'll never know. Yeah. I use it so often now. That's cool. Like when somebody's like telling me about something. So, you know, on the last podcast, the last podcast, our keyword was we said no keyword. Send us your dreams. Yeah. So I had, I had Dylan and Jason send me their dreams. Actually, Dylan didn't have a dream. And it was, I, it was, it was interesting how we, how we like phrased it because he said he didn't have a dream. And I said, well, why don't you have a dream? He said, because I'm already where I wanted to be five years ago. So I'm focusing on enjoying where I made it now wow. before I set myself on a new path. Good for you. And that's like such an interesting way to think about it. First mm -hmm. of all, congrats that he's, he's where he wanted to be. He's achieved his goal, yep. but he's also smart enough to stop and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, have the fruits of his labor for a bit before he sets himself on a new path. Mm -hmm. If you're just on like an endless path, you'll never be satisfied. Yeah. There's always like, it, you'll never see the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And Jason wanted a boat. <laughs> I love how that's so cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. But he said, I said, he said, I was like, why don't you have a boat then? Yeah. And he said, oh, well, I don't have a place to store it. I don't know where I'd take it. I'd have to save the money for it. I was like, yeah. well, Jason, those are easy problems to solve. You just yeah. need to take the first step. Absolutely. You take the boat out on the lake. You can rent storage space. Mm -hmm. Just start setting some budget, some money for your, for your dreams, man. Yeah, if that's going to make him happy yeah, like and make sure that he enjoys the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. That's what we can learn from Dylan is not only, ah, this is so, so sad, but so many people like have this overarching goal. Like let's say get a boat or like build a business or get, mm -hmm. become a millionaire. Right. And they're just like grinding through gritting their teeth the entire way. And then they're just like, I made it. Yeah. But then they end up hating the journey. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, right? Like Jason, if you're listening to this, I hope you are, uh, enjoy every moment of the way. So when you put like the first hundred dollars or whatever in the savings account that says boat or whatever, like have a smile on your face. Yeah. Be excited about that. Right. Every step of the way, when you're finding a storage unit, like be actually have something that you actually look forward to. Right. And that's the biggest thing is enjoying the journey. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into the virtues. Let's get into it. I've already told you guys the yeah. first one and the second one, which are, Thou shalt not intentionally poison thyself and work your muscles every day. The number three alpha virtue is have integrity. When you're going to say something, sorry, when you say you're going to do something, do it. Do it. When you say you will refrain from doing something, don't do it. Confusion and sadness manifest when we don't get what is expected. So if you're expecting a a horse-drawn buggy with with wood wagon wheels and you get that, you're happy because you got what yeah. you wanted. But if you're expecting a Ferrari and you get a Fiat, then you're disappointed. You're yeah. like, what the hell is this? Even though that's way better than the wagon, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not what you expected and it you created disappointment. You, you have to be realistic. Yeah. You have to be realistic and you have to... Um, that's actually a great way to put it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have the, uh, the optimistic view on pessimism. Mm-hmm. Like I'm either right or I'm pleasantly surprised. That's awesome. One second. Yeah. Kind of like setting your expectations. So if Jason in his mind has like this 
$40,000 like tracker fishing boat with like two fish finders on it and trolling motors and like all this crazy stuff. And yeah. he ends up like, fuck, like it's been two years. Like all I can afford is like, uh, like a, he'll get to the point where he's like, he'll have like half of that money saved up for this like $80,000 boat. And he's like, yeah. This money could have been used for so many better things. Yeah. But it's like, look, look at Brady buys an eighteen hundred dollar boat, and yeah. we're having the time of our lives That's out it. on the lake, exactly. even though we're literally sinking. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that snap. I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's like, uh, he showed the water coming in the boat. I'm like, bro, I'm just freaking out. This boat just leaks, bro. And yeah. then when we were like going back, when you know, like the weight transfer, then the water all flows to the back, and Ooh. that's when we were like, even Brady was like, I've never seen this much water before, and I was like. Oh man, <laughs> that's sketchy. Yeah, but it's uh, it's yeah, it's all about enjoying it, right? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. I want to be the type of guy, especially like when you when you text me or like hang out with me or anyone texts me for that matter, where it's almost like, yeah, sometimes I might not be able to hang out or anything like that, but I want the time that we do have in the moment together to be a gift, and that's why it's called the present. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like that was in Kung Fu Panda. Was, oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. I seen it on a, in a book somewhere. Like, this is fucking awesome. I like this quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Master Wu. Uh, but, oh, no, it was Poe, wasn't it? No, it was the turtle. Yeah, it was a turtle. Man, not, not, Master not Master Shifu. Shifu. <laughs> yeah, not Master Shifu. Ugwe. Ugwe. Master Ugwe. <laughs> Master Ugwe. A man of wisdom. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I want it to be like, if someone expects to have a good time with me and I provide a great time, that exceeds their expectation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that creates an even higher dope. It's like hitting the jackpot at a casino. You didn't just yeah. hit three bananas. You hit three sevens. You know what I mean? It's like, geez. I have that mentality, but in the wrong aspect, I think, because I try to justify the time. Is that like if, if you are taking the time to see me, then I try to justify everything you did to do it. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that you coming to see me is worth everything it cost you to do it. Yeah. So it's like, if you, you're a busy guy, Shane, right? So if, if, if you are taking your time to come see me, I got to make sure I got to justify it by making sure we have a real good episode to record yeah. that we have like a real good thing to talk about or that we just have fun. And it's like, it's a positive experience. Yeah. So you're not like going back and thinking, man, that episode kind of sucked. Like, why did I, like, why did I go over to record it? Yeah. You know, I, I feel that. And honestly, it's very thoughtful of you to think that way. The best thing I can do to, to emphasize that in everybody's life is if you're hanging out with someone and you want to provide those three sevens, jackpot, bing, 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 just be present. Like put your phone away, look them up in the eye and just be like, Hey, I'm here to listen. I'm here to provide this good conversation. I'm here to do everything that I can, whether that's, blowing your mind or just being me you know what i mean yeah if i'm here and i'm trying my best then that's more than enough that yeah. will be the jackpot so don't don't have to worry about putting on like a, a big fancy show or parade or anything like that to make someone happy if you're just being all you can be that should be more than enough for them you know what yeah. i mean that should exceed their expectation a, lo a lot of people have problems accepting that though a lot of people think that they're not good enough themselves yeah but it's like that's not up to you to decide that that's up to the people around you to decide that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't worry about what you can be. Just worry about what you are. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I feel like people get into problems with self-confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh man, we hung out. I don't know if it was that good of a good time. And then like, they're yeah, all they're worried. Like, oh, it's like, like, oh, we could have done this. Fuck. We could have done that. It's like, yeah, I, I've never, I've never like, 
recorded a podcast with you and then been like, oh, like we should have talked about this instead or this or that. It's yeah, like never. No, it, it's 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 going out there. And like people ask me too. It's like, well, what about like things you've said on the podcast? Do you ever wish you didn't say them? It's like, no. Yeah. It's That's just, the last thing I want to think about daily is like, yeah. oh, I wish I didn't say this. Yeah, it's oh, like it, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't take back me, exactly. you know? And then you'd feel disingenuous being like, exactly. you probably feel more guilt and regret saying, oh man, I actually deleted it off of the podcast, which I felt before because I know I've said some crazy shit on here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to take that off. But after me taking that off, I'm like, you know what? I feel a little bit disingenuous now. Yeah, like, when I feel the like time I'm not goes being, by, you think... Was it really that big a deal? Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather people know the full me than just like the the polished me. You know what I mean? This goes into journaling, which is actually one of the um, the virtues I want to add, which is journal every day. When I journal every day... You journal every day? Oh, yeah. Really? But there's been days that I haven't journaled because I haven't worked out. So imagine like... There were only NBA games where they just put like the personal records, like the PRs or the world breaking games were recorded. Mm-hmm. That'd be so bullshit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like from now on, even if I get zero pull-ups in, in a day, I'm writing in the journal, zero pull-ups instead of just not putting a journal entry in. Like I did like three days ago, I just skipped over it and I felt so greasy afterwards. Like what the fuck, man? Like I can't just like forget about all the bad times and only put the polished like Th- triple digits you know what i mean like, yeah it'll look that. too good it'll look too good when you look back on it exactly which is not like a good way to look forward like you need to see all the times that you struggled you need mm-hmm. to see all the like the progress that you've made yeah if you look back on it you're like oh wow, i literally just worked out every day i must be pretty good it's like no yeah you forget it's because you're forgetting all the days that you didn't and exactly. you're forgetting all the days that you slacked exactly and it's, that's all about ego being mm-hmm. having a round ego instead of just a balloon ego you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you got to have the bottom end as well as the top end you yeah. know what i mean that's key. So. I've talked about the concept of journaling before and talk me through. Okay. So talk me through my thought process on it mm-hmm. is that I don't have a journal in that sense because I feel like it would be too easy to just jot down negatives. I, I feel like I would treat the whole book as a negative con- connotation because it's, it's, it's a lot easier to talk about all the things you hate than mm-hmm. to talk about all the things that you like, especially when you're talking to yourself. I'm going to skip forward in the rules just so I can say this one that applies right here. Okay. Alphas feel a broad range of emotions. This is rule number seven. Nature has programmed each of us to feel every emotion. Make use of this to understand why you feel that way. Never suppress emotions, write them down and learn. This is huge. So if I'm feeling shitty, I will literally just write, I'm feeling shitty because of this. And then I look at it without the emotion look at it like you're a robot this Mm -hmm. happened and i feel this way okay what evidence do you have are you looking at all the facts or are you just biasing oh okay so i see what you're saying so you're trying to justify whether these emotions are properly placed yeah like there's been times when i thought some things about like even girls i've been hanging out with i have this big like negative greasy feeling and i'll jump like three like i'll I'll connect the dots, like four dots down the line. If she's doing this, then this is probably happening. If this is happening, then this time we hung out, she was probably thinking this and then like, what a bitch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> shame. Like, okay, first of all, you don't even have evidence for the first one, let alone the last two. Like, yeah. shut up, man. <laughs> like, why are you thinking like this? And it didn't take until I actually wrote it down and thought about it being like, man, I am such a drama queen. Like, can I just shut up and like get, put my head down and get back to work? Because this is taking up way too much time. So I feel like that would be a big jump for me because I'm, I used to consider myself very emotionless mm-hmm. and I'm trying to bring that out in me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, like 
I've never been someone who's good at expressing emotion. So it's like even just writing it down, yep. I feel like I wouldn't be portraying it properly. Okay. But I guess I just have to try. Yeah. We'll go go to Staples and I'll buy a journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They're, they're pretty cheap. I honestly, it was funny because people look at my journals and they're just like, Shane, this is like a 10 cent notebook from Staples. But I'm like, mm-hmm. does it do the job? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you let people read your journal? Now that I want to read your journal. Yeah, I don't care. I, I have... um. That that would be the, <laughs> the fear of like the things I would write down in this. And it's like, yeah. what if somebody like read these things? I feel like it would like create this like, cause there's no context to it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I could open up your journal and you could be like, and it's like girl on Tinder ignored me. Yeah. What a bitch. I hate my life. And I'd be like, <laughs> Shane, what's your problem, man? But yeah. it's like, that's just the context of you in that time. I would never, yeah. I like, I would see you for you, you yeah. know? So the thing is, and Anne Frank actually said this and she was like, had one of the most legendary journals of all time. Mm-hmm. Paper has a lot more patience than people. Paper has a lot more patience wow. than people. So you could like rant all day and talk yourself in circles with someone sitting there listening to you and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're, That's crazy. you're just losing them, right? Because they're not understanding everything the way you're putting it out. There's a language barrier from the time that you think about something to vocalizing it, putting in words, coming through my ears, me reflecting that back on memories that I have and emotions that I have and then trying to be empathetic. Like there's a lot going on there, right? Yeah. But if you just write things down as you're processing them, it's like you're processing them. You know what I mean? It's like a computer going through code. Oh, this is what this means. You know what I mean? So that is why text is the all superior form of communication. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that one, Chief. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. But writing things down in that form of text is fucking awesome. Absolutely. And I don't even care if you read my journals. They're they're not something that pretty much anyone on this planet has seen. (laughs) And it's not like I keep them a secret. Like, I really don't care if people see them or not because it's just me. (laughs) And they're not anything really crazy. Every morning, though. uh, How big are these journal entries? I just want to get a gauge of How big are they? I'm going to say about like... Say per day, how much are you writing? Think of a page like five inches tall, five and a half inches tall by like uh, four inches wide. So just like a, like almost like, almost the, like a cue card. Yeah. Um, almost like the size of your hand, but like a little bit bigger and just the, that full of paper. And I just write um, a couple hundred words. What prompts you to write? Is it because do you, are you logging your workouts and then adding in how you feel or do you hit a point? You're right on the money. So basically I write down, okay, this is what I did today. Uh, pull-ups, leg raises, um, any, any other workouts, dips, curls, you name it, uh, cardio. And then underneath that, the first three words I write every single day for the most part is I am grateful for four words. <laughs> I am grateful for, and it could be something as simple as like, I am grateful for today. This morning it was fresh air. Like I opened the window and the air was crisp, bro. It wasn't yeah. like that recycled, like AC air. That, that, you, feels, that feels just so cringy to me to write yeah. down. Like I am so grateful for, yeah. I'd be I'd like, I'd be thinking to myself, like, like Steve, what an idiot. Like, why are you talking yeah. about things that you like? Oh, like you're you gonna, know the things that you like. <laughs> you're going to love my journal. <laughs> you uh-huh. think that's cringy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about priming your emotional state. And um, Tony Robbins talks about this too. It's like priming your emotional state to change over the long term. So for example, if you are in like, a, you had a bad day or something like that. Okay, it's a bad day. If you're in a bad day for a week, you're in a mood. Uh-huh. If you're in a bad mood for two months, it becomes an attitude. 
if it becomes attitude for like two years, it becomes a personality trait. And this is all part of your character, right? But every morning you're saying, oh, I'm grateful for this. It instantly, when your brain's the most malleable in that alpha wave state, primes you to think of things in a positive light. Oh man, I'm grateful for the sheets being so soft, the air being so fresh. I'm grateful for my cold showers in the morning or my blessed breakfast, like all this stuff. Like it just turns a little, bit more positive yeah. and then obviously you're going to be positive over the long haul it's going to change that attitude into something more positive did you that's, need to hear that i thought that's something you need I, to yeah, hear. I, I did <laughs> i did need to hear that i really i really did need to hear that because i literally had this conversation i had this conversation before yeah i had this conversation like literally days ago mm-hmm. and it just it just didn't it didn't compute to me yeah. why somebody would want to do this because and, and now i'm just realizing that i'm just being pessimistic about it <laughs> And yeah. that's what I said in the conversation too. Is like I said the same thing. I was just being a pessimistic. I was just being a pessimist about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's priming myself to be optimistic instead. That's right. Huge. Yeah. I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. I'll go buy a journal. I'll do it. I'll commit. When do you write in your journal? Like, so you work out in the morning, right? So you finish your. Like at what point in the day does it make sense to write in your journal in the morning? Like what if you write in the journal in the morning how all these things were great and then the rest of the day just absolutely just just so, skull fucks you? Sometimes I find if there's a lot on my mind, I will write before bed. Because mm-hmm. like if there's thoughts just dancing around, it's like school children like with their hands up like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And if you yeah. try to ignore it and just go to bed, like they're going to be like, you're, you're, they're you're screaming, gonna be screaming, right? And it's like, all right, fine. And so you get over to the journal and your mechanical pencil and you just write it all out. And it's like, okay, this is what I think of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do this tomorrow. So I write out what I have to do and how I'm going to do it. And I go, okay, put that to rest. Now I can sleep easy. When you get into bed after that, you just tell yourself right now, my only job is to have a good sleep. And you just forget everything because it's already written down. You don't have to remember anything because it's in the journal. And the next day you wake up, oh yeah, I have to do this. This is how I'm going to do it. And this time I'm going to do it. And you just a fresh start. You know what I mean? I feel like a goon right now because like you're making a lot of the same points that I was being given before having this exact same conversation. <laughs> but the difference is, is that I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. And that's a key thing is being present. I'm glad you are. I think it's very important that you're present. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I've been in that conversation before and people are telling me like life changing advice and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I heard this before. Yeah, I should do that. And then just never making the change. But if you actually like just tell yourself, like imagine this is a big thing about losing ego is mm-hmm. being in control of your body. Just like saying to that dog, like for the next 20 minutes, you're going to sit here and you're going to journal. You know what I mean? And you're, yeah. you're not going to get up until you do it. Like you, you train an animal like that. Oh, you're going to get outside. You're going to walk. You're not yeah. going to shit on the floor. You're going to do this. And you're pointing your finger at the dog. You got to do this. Right. But when it comes to ourself, like we have, we give ourselves so much leeway. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, ah, I'll do this later. And then you're just like giving into like all the, the heathenisms. Oh, let's procrastinate and put this off. But uh, it's weird how we do that to ourselves though, is that we'll judge ourselves on the end result, but we'll judge other people on the journey that they take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't fault ourselves on how we get to our goals, but we fault other people for it. Yeah. That's so interesting to look at it like that. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes you got to think back. It's like, are you taking the most efficient path? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge. You just said it. That's yeah. huge. And it's not about being perfect, but it's, about not expending energy where it's not needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that also plays into 
like like having the right mindset is that don't expend any energy to something that's only negative. Mm-hmm. So it's like irrational thoughts or like yeah. like self confidence issues. Yeah. There's no point. What do you you gotta think like what are you gonna gain from entertaining those ideas? Yeah. What are you gonna gain from it? The exactly. answer is nothing. Exactly. You're not gonna gain anything oh from my it. Gosh. Yeah. Like when someone tells me like um something like a menial chore. Oh Shane, you gotta do this. Yeah. Instead of I could answer it in two ways. I could be like, oh man, why you always ask me to do these things? I don't even have to do it. It doesn't even make sense. It's just a waste of time, right? I could just get all of, uh, angry and get in this big argument for 10 minutes about why this is a tedious task. Or I could literally take 30 seconds and just do it and it'll be done with. And that yeah. person will be happy and I'll be free to do whatever I want. And it was probably a good thing that I did it anyway. You know what I mean? Or else they wouldn't be asking me to do it. Yeah. So it's like... You're not, you're not upset about the chore. You're upset because you were asked yeah. to do it. And if you look at the energy expenditure... I could be How much energy there. did you just waste? Yeah. Groaning about it than just, just yeah. doing it. And then you're putting out negative vibes. Like, you, like I don't want to sound like a hippie or anything like that. Saying you're putting negative vibes, dude. But it's like you literally are putting out negative energy to yeah. not do something, which you're probably going to have to do anyway. Yeah. So just suck it up. Take, take a deep breath. Do it. Feel good that you did it. They're going to be happy you did it. And if anything, they might even give you like a positive feedback for doing yeah. that. Right. It's so a, it's like. It's literally a win-win. I know. And it's funny because I feel like our ego gets in the way sometimes. Like, oh, you know who I am. I am. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I never do that. But it's like, shut up, bro. Just do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it takes a humbling of yourself to realize that, okay, work is for everybody. Work is good. And it's like, it's something that we should all take part in. You need a sense of self-discipline. Uh, self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like have. you have a lot of potential when it comes to that. Like, I want to see what Steven Unleashed is like when you're yeah. like... I'm telling you, like working out every day, if you get on some of the like the dietary habits, the journaling habits, like some of the things that, that I've been on recently, you're going to be like a fucking monster. Yeah, listen, like, <laughs> not, <laughs> not to be like, not to like blow my own tires up, yep. but I feel like I am so in control of my mind and of how I feel. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that's my downfall of it is that I have, I feel like I have poor self-discipline. If I had amazing self-discipline, I literally feel like I would be unstoppable. Mm. Like any goal that I could set myself on would be easily reached just because I have that like that self-control and that mindset. Just my like my self-discipline is just too little to match it. Yeah. Would you say like you fall back into old habits? I wouldn't say I fall back into old habits. It's just that I, I kind of like cut short of the aspect that I'm trying to reach. Yeah, like you set a goal for yourself and you do like 30, 40, 50% of it and you're like, oh, okay, that's good for today. Yeah, like I'll, I'll tell myself like it's good enough. Mm. But like, you know, like that's that's why I wanted to start this push-up thing too is that like I'll be doing my push-ups and I'll be thinking to myself, it's like I'll be like tired or gassed or like in pain like I've been for the last like two weeks over it. But I, I, I could tell myself, I don't have to do it. Jason will never know. Mm-hmm. But that's not a, like, and, and for some people that's enough yeah. is that it's enough gratification that somebody else thinks they did it. Yeah. But for me, it's like, no, because I know that I didn't. I know. And that's way worse. I, it's way worse for me <laughs> to have to live with that. Yeah. It would obviously be way worse if Jason knew it too, mm-hmm. but it's that, that would be enough for somebody to just lie about it. It's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I do it. I literally do it. I've never, I, there's times where I've missed it, yeah. but I made up for it. Yeah. With the interest. With the interest too. So it's like, I'm paying off that debt. Yeah. Because I would hate myself if I didn't. 
Mm-hmm. That's not enough for me. So I'm trying to like adopt that with something like literally so simple of doing 100 push-ups a day. I'm trying to adopt that mentality that if I'm setting a goal, I have to give it 100%. And yeah. if I'm not giving 100%, then I got to give it 150% the next day. That's badass. That's super badass. Yeah. I'm glad you followed through with it, man. It shows integrity. Yeah. Just like rule number three, man. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're not going to do something, don't do it. So I do like, say that I'm a man of my word. But I need to be a full man of my word. Yeah. It makes people trust you more, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, if I tell Stephen, hey, I need to get this done, I know he's going to do it. Yeah. Like, I can tr- I can take his word for it because he believes in himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've heard people sometime, and it sucks when they're all talk. Where, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I am don't definitely, end up doing it. I'm definitely part of that club. But I don't think, I don't just never do it. I'm just slow to start. Mm. I'm always like, I'm finding myself like anytime something new is introduced to me, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I hate that. Like, that's stupid. And then I'm thinking to myself, why am I critiquing, critiquing it so much? I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So then I try it. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, wh- why would I be so stupid to just not do this before? Yeah. Like, like, so, so put it this way, taking like ashwagandha. I've never, I've never thought about like taking any type of supplement because of that. Just, I just felt like that wasn't me. And mm-hmm. then I didn't need these like artificial like boosters to help me do my thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Like if, if Shane says it works for him, then what do I got to lose in trying? Yep. And then I'm immediately noticing all of these positive changes. And I'm like, why was I so, why was I so negative about this before? Yeah. Like, why was I so negative about something that could literally only have nothing but a positive impact, mm-hmm. either a positive impact or no impact. So like, what did I really lose? Mm-hmm. The $30 it cost for the bottle? Like big deal. Exactly. That's really cool. Speaking of ashwagandha, I don't take it, absolutely every day i know some people take it religiously and they're doing great but for me i don't want to be like dependent on anything that's a big thing for me is i don't have like any dependency i like to be very like yeah independent of that shit um so i only really take it on days where i'm like oh i have to get a good night's sleep i got a big day tomorrow or i am actually feeling stressed because that's what it does it reduces your stress yeah right? and it gives I've you more definitely room. felt more calm yeah so if, if you're in a position right now where it's like, I want to be able to feel calm for the next week, like guaranteed, yeah. do it, take it. But if you're like, oh, I'm feeling calm, like I'm going to see if I can go a couple of days without it. Not only is it going to save you from buying a $30 bottle every month, but yeah. it'll also, uh, you know, flex your self-independence. You're, it's pretty cool. I do need to start thinking of it that way because like I'll miss a day and I'll be like, oh, I missed. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, am I feeling any different? Like, oh, and then it's like mm-hmm. you don't think of it until like days later when you're like, you know what, like. I didn't take it and, and like I didn't sleep though. I didn't sleep well that night. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit off that day. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it is nice just to kind of like take a break from taking it just to see how far, it, how much it would actually be doing for me and actually to mm-hmm. use it as kind of like a last resort positive instead of just becoming reliant on it. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's building it up yourself. But normally right now, because like I said, it, it just messes up my digestive system when I like take it, mm-hmm. don't take it, take it, don't take it. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> like walk that line. Yeah. <laughs> be careful yeah all right are you ready for the next one absolutely okay we've actually already talked about it look and smell good number five believe in what you do as Nietzsche says any how can be overcome with a strong enough why know why you stand for something and don't take a step back that is like the epiphany I had like I'm chasing this mission and that's just going to be my overarching goal. That's going to give me self-confidence. That's going to give me a purpose in life to wake up early every morning, to work out, to be the most I can. You have to believe your ideas to yourself. Exactly. If you can't sell it to yourself, you never make it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Because I feel like you have this kind of like itching feeling that you want to be something more in your life. Like you want 
Yeah. To leave a legacy that your grandkids can look up. It's like, oh my God, Papa Steven was huge. He did this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whoa. What would that be in your life? Like, have you thought about this at all? And if not, it's, what do you think it would be? It's an issue. Like, I don't think of it in a sense like I, it, it's a hard goal to set. So literally, like mm-hmm. you, you can't pick what your legacy is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not something that you can just throw out the window and just hope that it happens. You can't yeah. choose like your destiny. You can't choose your legacy, but you can pick something that you believe in yep. and give it your all. Yep. Like, is there, okay, let's get into specifics. Is there like a mission or a cause that you feel strongly about that the world needs change and there's like something you can do to make it better? Okay. Let me answer this superficially. So like I said before, one of the greatest things that brings me joy is making a comedic Snapchat and sending it to my friends Yeah. and getting their reactions out of it. Yeah. So I've literally made the legacy of myself out of my friends yeah. that they all tell me, you know, Steve, when I get a Snapchat from you, it makes me smile before I even open it because I know it's going to be something good. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's, you know, it, as far as like the literal sense of it, that's mm-hmm. a legacy. I have a legacy of making people smile. Yeah. So it's like, how can I make that better? How can I do that on a grander scale than people than, that are not just my friends? Yeah. That are just not just lucky enough to have me on Snapchat. I see what you mean. And I think that is what's itching at you. It's like, I want to be able to do this better. I already know I can do this well, but like, yeah. how can I, I bring it to the next level? Talk yeah. show host, radio yeah. host, broadcasting. That'd be so cool. Podcast blows up. We start challenging Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, that would honestly be so cool. And... I feel like that's part of my purpose here is to find a way to share how to better yourself to make the world a better place. You know what? Just like the beginning, it's like, what's the way you can best yourself to make the world better? Yeah. It's that kind of idea, right? And if I can share that with more people, I would feel super fulfilled. You know what I mean? It's like people are becoming the best versions of themselves, which have a butterfly effect on the people that they hang around. Yeah. It's changing the way they feel for the better. And it's like, holy. And that's not even coming from a place of like selfishness. That's like trying the most selfless I can be and not just trying to like boost my ego. Like, oh, look at all the people's lives I changed. No, 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 no. It's the complete opposite. Like I want to change their lives, but be humble in the fact. You know what I mean? So what if, uh, so like, so growing up in like the early 2000s, it was always like, like it was like the weight loss thing. It was like the Jenny Craig, you know? Mm -hmm. What if it was like 2060 and people are talking about, you know, Shane's secrets, <laughs> you know, like was, yeah. would that be a legacy that you're after? So is to have that kind of like, you are actually like spot on for what I wrote down in my specifics. It's help solving the obesity crisis in, yeah. in North America and the entire world right now, which is like the number one killer of like cardiovascular disease. And it's all fucked. Right. Yeah. And there's like really like simple ways. And I'm not saying this whole thing is a simple fix, but like if everyone changes their lifestyle, like even like, five, 10% just to eating like a couple more beans a week or like a little bit more like veggies and just getting a little bit of cardio in, like it'll literally save millions of people on a grand scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to think about it like that. And when I say save, I don't mean like they're going to live forever, but like they're going to live to see their kids grow up. You know what yeah. I mean? They're going to be able to play around with them and like just change their life. Like it'll actually make them feel good. A lot of people set the timeline to change their life far too short. Mm-hmm. They think that it has to be done quickly or else there's no point in doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good change takes time. Yeah. It's not just easy, you know? Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, 
<laughs> it is easy and yeah. it is quick. Yeah, you yeah. just have to take this every day. It's, it's ridiculous to think, but like there is actually studies that were done. Like, okay, let's implement, let's change someone who's like literally on death's doorstep. You know what I mean? Like stage three cancer, like they're not doing good. Yeah. And let's just give them like a full whole food plant-based diet. Like they can literally only eat like, like these raw veggies and let's just see how they do. You know what I mean? Let's tell them to go for a walk for like 50 minutes a day. Yeah. And like they went from like having like a couple of week life expectancy to like sometimes ridding themselves of the disease and living like years. Yeah. And it's like, holy fuck, we're literally sitting on the best kept secret of all time. And like people just are being just, healthy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? Some people Anything just, ridiculous. Yeah. Some you know people what I don't mean? understand how much your body works for yeah. you. And That's it, yeah. right? And I'm not telling everyone to like pump stem cells in their in their gut and see what happens or like do fucking fecal transplants or anything stupid and like ridiculous. I'm yeah. like saying like, hey, eat more plants and like get out, get outside, enjoy yeah. the trees and go for a walk. Like, how was that a bad thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the the way to make this radical change, think about moving like a bull. You know what I mean? This big stubborn bull. You don't want to piss it off or like that. You're not just going to tug at it on and be like, come here, come here. You're coming through this. You're coming to this pen. You're just going to like slowly nudge it. Take its time. Yeah. Enjoy the scenery around you and kind of nudge the bull. Okay, we're going this way now. And then he's going to like, oh, yeah, it's my, he's going to think it's his idea. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah, we're just going to go this way. I want to go this way. Meanwhile, you just walked him right into the pen. This is where you want to be. Close it up. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it, it's an interesting concept to plant those type of ideas in people's head. Mm-hmm. But it's it, like sometimes you got to plant those seeds in your own head, you know, like you got you to gotta let that idea grow, right? Yeah. It's all about planting the seeds and like kind of guiding the way without being like too forceful or anything like that, which is, which is hard. And it has a lot to do with leadership, which I'm definitely working on. I think it's a good trait. So... Yeah, if anyone has tips on how to be a better leader, hit us up. Hit us up, be on the next podcast. Yeah, or just recommend me a book. I've been into reading recently, like heavy. I I gotta start listening to more like educational audio podcasts while I'm at work. Mm, That makes a big difference in your life, eh? Yeah. I remember like, I still remember like how good I felt listening to the 48 Laws of Power while I was at work. Like I never felt like more like in the zone about yeah. taking in knowledge. It's crazy. Think yeah. about it. Eh? Oh my gosh. There's two things I want to say about that. One is I'm getting a Robert Greene book very soon. It's called The the Laws of Human Nature. I yeah. can't wait to read that. I'll tell you all about it. And the second thing is how Jordan B. Peterson says to take notes and to actually learn things includes journaling. So when you... God, I really do got a journal. Yeah. <laughs> and when you learn something, like literally, don't just like write it down like word for word. That's not going to do anything for you. But like, don't just take notes, make notes. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So <laughs> how, how does this apply to everything that I already know? Okay, well, this applies. Losing weight applies to this subject of eating and it applies to this subject of exercise and it applies to this subject of like neurobiology. So it comes together and it makes sense when you grapple it to those different ideas. Oh my gosh, it's clarity. It makes sense and you won't forget it which is the best. Like imagine being able to recite every 48 law right now because you've related it to something else in your life. That would be so fucking cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? And the only way you're able to do that is through journaling because right now our mind only has a certain amount of bandwidth. You can't process huge ideas. You can't process the theory of relativity because our mind only has like a certain, let's say megabytes of bandwidth, right? But when you put it down on paper, you're expanding that into terabytes of data. Like you're able to process big thoughts by able to write it down. That's what I found. 
I'm just trying to take all this in, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to start journaling, brother. I'll get you a 10 cent notebook and I'll go, it'll be worth it. <laughs> I'll, just go, I'll just go to Staples on my way home from work tomorrow. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll buy 20 journals and I'll set myself the goal that these things got to be filled by the end of next year. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did write though, and it, it, it's a little, um, a little thing that I do like superstitious in a way at the beginning of every journal, I write down the date. That's the title, like October 29th, uh, 2021. And I put the day. So I would put, for example, like day, um, like 305 out of 365. Okay. And that's like a memento mori. Like this is the day of the year. Time is passing. There will be a time where you're not writing this. There's going to be a time you're not going to be here. This is like a progress bar of the year. So I can look back at the beginning of the journal. Okay, this is what I was doing. At the beginning of the year, I was doing 50 pull-ups. You know what I mean? What am I doing on day 300? What am I doing at day 60? You know what I mean? So I can look at it as like a, a time scale to see out of 365 where I'm at. Because at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to be honest, I fucked up on a lot of these. I did not follow through, <laughs> but I did set myself goals like... These are the things that it's I... Okay, it's, listen, it's okay to set a goal and not hit it. Yeah. But at least you tried. Yeah. It's better than not doing it at all. And I tried for a little bit. Like, some of my goals were to learn Hungarian, like, fluently, to be, like, um, like 1,800 ELO plus in chess. And I kind of, like, just lost interest in it, you know? Yeah. Which humans do. But you shouldn't think less of yourself because you didn't achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I am also humble in knowing, like, okay, I did set a goal and I didn't reach it, which kind of sucks ass, but it's, yeah. it's whatever. Um, but it's also motivation when you start the next, you know, like if you, if you're ever thinking about getting, giving up on a goal, you could look back to all the other ones you gave up mm-hmm. and you think, is this a goal that I can afford to give up? Or is this mm-hmm. something I want to toss into the pile? Mm-hmm. You're going to start to become like, you're going to start to hate that you have that pile and it's more motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, you could think to yourself, how much better would I be? Or think about a goal that you did, that you did fulfill. Mm-hmm. Think of how much better you are because of it. Yeah. And how it made you feel too. That'll yeah. give you the ultimate motivation. Like, man, I completed this, even if it was menial. And it's like, that made me feel alive. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So it all comes down to, and this is going to be brief because I know we're getting up there in terms of time. Yeah. What your habits are every day. So these are like, what do you want to work on? So you can look back. If I worked on this for one hour every day, where would I be a year from now? Like extreme discipline at, six o'clock every day, I'm done work, I'm at home, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to do this for one hour, every single day for 365 days. At the end of the year, where would I be? And just look at it completely objectively. Like for me, that was with chess at the beginning of the year. It's like, okay, I'm like at like 700 ELO or something garbage, right? And it's like, if I worked on this every single day for an hour, I would be probably at least 1200 if I'm being optimistic, like 1800, which is my goal, right? Like I would be up there, right? Or if I was to learn an hour of Hungarian a day, I would go from learning like a couple greetings to being able to actually converse and like live there and only speak Hungarian. Like that would be the goal. And it's like, fuck man, that's only a year of your life. You know what I mean? If you were to put that kind of dedication in and then do something else next year. Oh, okay. Instead of chess, I'm going to learn like how to code or something like that. And it's like, okay, next year, when am I going to learn this? Yeah. And you have time in the day, man. Like people underestimate how much time they actually have. But they also discount the fact that they're, it could be taken away at any time. You know what I mean? There could yeah. be a fucking branch that falls off a tree and ends it all. So yeah. you have to really enjoy the moment while you're in it and not just like hunt for the end goal because let's say you have it, then what? Yeah, you have to enjoy the journey. Yeah.
Otherwise, you just get sick of it. Exactly. A lot of people take, like, especially, like, slow-growing dreams. A lot of people don't credit themselves on the progress that they've made. Mm -hmm. Something like a goal that takes a long time. So people, you start to like lose, you start to lose the enthusiasm over the progress because it starts to become so natural that mm -hmm. you forget how far you came. Exactly. And forget the concept that you made it. Like get that, get that idea and just throw it in, out the window. Because let's say, okay, I'm graduated. I have my diploma. What does that mean? You don't have to learn anymore? You're all learned up? Like, yeah. fuck that. What are you talking about? Like, you should be learning every day. That just yeah. gives you the ability to learn you more. You just scratch the surface. Exactly. So never stop fighting for what you believe in. That was rule number four. We boast a lot about improving your self-potential, mm -hmm. reaching your limits. I'm liking it, man. I feel like this is giving me increased vigor. I, like, I'm taking the pages out of your book. Like, I, I literally tell a lot of people... Push your limits, man. Find out your potential. Like anytime they tell me that they can't do something or that they don't want to do something, mm -hmm. it's like I'm telling them, why don't you want to do it? Yeah. Why don't you want to see the limits of your potential? Push your limits, man. If you never try, you'll never know. Exactly. Oh, you're taking that page out of Jason's book. I like I know, that. I know, if you I never know. try, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And yeah, think about it. Like if you're scared to do something, action cures all fear. So it's like, just take a step in any direction and, oh, that maybe that wasn't the right step. Okay, course correct. You know what not to do. Yeah, correct Boom. and resubmit. Exactly. Oh, you, you tried journaling? Okay, maybe it wasn't for you. At least you tried instead of having like that lingering idea of like, oh, maybe I should do that. It's taking up so much mental bandwidth, just like humming and hawing. Just do it. Yeah. You know, I take one day, take an hour, take five minutes and yeah, just it's, it's try a, it. <laughs> yeah, like like jumping off, jumping off that crane. I didn't sit there and go, mm. what am I really going to gain from this? No, yeah. I walked on the edge <laughs> and I jumped off. I know. <laughs> and look at what I came from. And now I got a tattoo. Like, I know. <laughs> and that's sick. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what it's all about. And you enjoy the experience. Exactly. Sweet. Well, this has been very philosophical. I feel like I could play the music, the whole sad piano, the entire podcast. Yeah, I know. It's I been know. so philosophical. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. And we're like four or five rolls in. So we have uh, we have eight left. I'm Definitely excited. a part three in the mix. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you do want to drop a keyword, it will be shit you're giving me the eyes i was supposed to think of it <laughs> why don't you just don't even give cut the keywords out why don't you tell us an alpha virtue that you should be following Ooh, yeah what alpha virtues are you following in your life yeah let's hear tell them. us what you can do to increase your self-potential so good. i can hold you to it <laughs> <laughs> some like people that. need that positive reassurance man some people need to be like hell yeah yeah so, some people can be like so like stubborn and they don't want to be helped but it's like it's not it's it's not that yeah. bad of a thing. Yeah. People don't want to be like, they're afraid that they'll be reliant. But yeah. you're still reaching the goals. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody helped you, you shouldn't think less of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like how much, like the amount of like confidence I take in like advice from you. And when I gain from it, I don't think, oh, well, it's Shane really helped me in there. Like, did I really do it myself? Yeah. No, Shane guided me in the right direction and I did it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't discount help. I think helps definitely the way that you're going to get to the places you want to be. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. With that note, that's been a left on red podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>